Hey, buddy, it's time for our episodically modular series, Nuns in Space. Uh, it's got a touch of seriality, but not right now. We're fully episodically modular with uh, the details being filled in now. And ideally by the characters, if they're listening, they could do me a huge favor and fill in, other, you know, or double fill in. But episodically modular means you can listen to these episodes in any order, and then the ones you're listening to that have numbers less than the number of this episode, which I don't even know. Maybe this is six. So if you listen to five after six or three after six, you say, okay, it's a prequel or whatever. And uh, it's just one way to look at it. The reason I do this is so you can listen to it in any order. You don't got to worry. I'm going to tell you everything you need to know. So glad you're here. So nuns in, 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 nuns in place. Uh, and the nuns are in a place, uh, outer space. Uh, they're in the cockpit of a spaceship piloting the spaceship to an unknown destination on a mission, mission unknown, but they're very focused on that. They are not the main characters, though. Uh, the main characters are a sentient soda machine named Stan. And you say, oh, was that like uh, Pinocchio that uh, granted, you know, the blue uh, angel or whatever? N- no, Stan was an uh, android is a sentient being in the form of this, uh, uh, yeah, sentient being in the form of a freestyle soda machine. And you say, okay, was that the other way, like a bubbling cauldron? And Stan, you know, uh, went into, you know, took a carrot from the bubbling cauldron owner's field? No, Stan is a digital-based DBB, digital-based being, maybe? I don't know. This is outside of my pay grade. Stan is similar to what you would say... Let's say you got BB-8 or R2. I don't know if those two have free will. I really don't know. I, I, I'd have to rewatch all the movies and take about 5,000 courses, retake them, and have a better understanding. There's a question I really don't know the answer to, and I don't know if we should be even delving. Does BB-8 have free will? You know, w- w- can you imagine sitting around and you're, you're like in the down and say, you know what, I really wish I was a, a cube. or a tube with a dome, whatever that thing's called, that R2 was. Uh, I don't, I don't want to be a sphere anymore with, but you have a head, you have a hat, you're a sphere with a hat, actually BB-8. You know what? After listening to your podcast, I'd prefer to be known as BB-88. Uh, and I said, let's start there. We can both agree on that. Uh, so, but I don't know, but Stan does have free will and consciousness. And Stan also has the illusion of free will and unsure which one is which, uh, cause uh, how do, uh, oh boy, this is sleepy as it gets here, folks, uh, trying to navigate this stuff. And Stan and his sidekick and best friend Scooter are trying to navigate outer space. Now they're not together. Scooter is on the spaceship with the nuns from his childhood. Those are the nuns in space. And he's the only crew member on their ship. He's sworn to do whatever they say to be a service to them as their crew member. But he also is the only one that's retaining knowledge episode after episode that they're they're all caught in a loop somehow, somewhere. And after each loop, they uh, kind of forget everything. Scooter mostly remembers everything 
and any forgetfulness could probably be more attributed to the computer to to Scooter, not the computer or the story. Uh, but Scooter knows that one couple things happen every episode. Stan just comes like uh, comes to awareness in the middle of some issue on a, somewhere in outer space uh, outside of the nun's ship. Stan has incredibly cosmic demigod-like powers that are have yet to be explained. Uh, somehow they're related to delusion and Stan normally in all, and as all procedurals go, uh, is in the middle, like is is somewhere where there's an issue that needs to be resolved in a procedural manner. I don't know if this is technically a procedural because, uh, if, if you, if you're relying on someone that makes a show that's, uh, it's still, still following a step, even if it's a, this is the, it's a procedural with a different procedure every time. But we just need to go take this crosswalk across the street. Right. But there's, I'm sure, I'm sure I could do 2000 episodes about that before it gets repetitive. So Stan is on a planet, basically trying to help, uh, I mean, the planet's a simplified version, trying to help everybody fix something. Like, for example, oh, there's a vase that got broke. Okay, a couple options to fix it. Tell somebody it broke and say, oh, well, glue it together, get a new vase. But it's, you know, more than that, so I can talk about it for 50 minutes or 45 minutes. So... But Stan also needs his best friend and sidekicks help Scooter. So Scooter's found that when he helps the nuns on the ship, it gives it somehow portals him to Stan. Then he's able to help Stan resolve Stan's issues and or Stan's helping other people resolve their issues. But then the whole process restarts again for everybody's benefit in space uh, at bedtime and you know who resolves my rambling about on about episodically modular episodes is our Hollywood announcer, Mr. Antonio Banderas. Friends beyond binaries, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time for Nuns in Space. Thanks, Antonio. Professional as always, uh, looking forward to, uh, you being quiet and si- you being silent, quiet and, uh, motionless, uh, uh, for, but you've actually agreed to go somewhere, but now I'm feeling a need to have you nearby. I didn't realize you're my comfort. Not only are you comforting, but you're my comfort Antonio. I don't have any other Antonios, but if I did... They would be like, uh, you know, they'd, uh, they wouldn't be my, I don't know. I can't predict it, but right now, even if I had a variety of other Antonios that I had roles in my life, you'd be my comfort Antonio and Bonderas is, you know, like, uh, same, same thing. Uh, thank you, Scooter. I'll stay here then. Silent, motionless. And quite uh, the best I can. If you could do it, but like improving each time. When you say do the best I can, improving though. So you're going to do the best you can, which ideally would be 
if we're talking about improvement, ideally it would be better than last time, but could be worse than last time on the path to being better than. So that's fine. I mean, ideally it's not fine, but it'd be great if one of the, this would be one of those times you're like, you make a whole huge leap forward in silence. Uh, but you've definitely been, you know, doing that without a doubt most of the time with some setbacks, uh, like your, you know, the fact that you make angels sigh and your hair makes a twinkling sound and, uh, you know, you make people feel something that's audible and your jaw also creaks, not audibly, but again, like, uh, I think this is another thing I've been made aware of is in the Hague, you're like, I don't know what a square jaw means. So I don't even know if you have a square jaw. But when you do something with your jaw naturally, all the people in The Hague or whatever, their job is like the measures, you know, straight lines and how much is a gram. What's the density of this thing, Majig? They, they, they like uh, all, uh, they, they do something with their shoulders where their shoulders relax and they come into awareness that somewhere out there, there's an idealized jaw. They don't realize, I mean, I, here's the thing. Anybody from The Hague listening, we could get, can we get Antonio? Maybe you, like, we, I can't even, maybe it's just good that you're aware because you can't have Antonio. My comfort, Antonio, and uh, he's got, you know, life to live. But uh, just so you know, with all that other stuff, uh, also you've never asked, I mean, I, I know I would deny it, but, you know, my hair is a straight line, I think. So anyway, that's uh, Mr. Antonio Banderas. This is Nuns in Space, everybody. Okay, pen pal, it's me, Stan. Scooter, if you're listening, uh, I'm going to go back through everything. So let's, please listen to this uh, carefully because uh, um, this is a lot to absorb, Scooter, and uh, it might be you may need to draw some pictures or just get here visually to see everything. And oh, by the way, looking on the bright on the bright side, uh, I'm in a, I'm 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 equidistance. But well, I, I, I right now, unfortunately, I am equidistance between equidistant between two black holes in outer space, obviously. But, uh, you know, most of the time, and even now, I'm having to adjust my position. So I'm not perfectly equidistant uh, from two black holes. But I'm in, in near the equidi- point of equidistance. And you'd say, oh, it's perfectly. No, they have slightly different gravitational poles, pen pal. Uh, but uh, all that's measurable, but not important. And... Here's the thing, pen pal. I have all these, uh, the, oh boy. I'm, I'm, uh, what was it? Was it like the thing, like, a, oh, like a marionette pen pal. I'm a bit, I haven't connected to all of these, um, planets, but this is where it gets different, pen pal. All the planets are shaped, uh, if you were to put it like a shaped, like a, oh, not an oval. Well, kind of like an oval with a hole in the middle, but they're all interlinked. So they all look like links of a chain, pen pal. 
And but I'm not with them. I'm at a distance with them because I'm on what you would call a counterweight. Uh, and I'm not just on it, pen pal. I'm a part of it because I'm having to move it at all times and readjust everything. And here's the thing. All of a sudden, I woke woke or I don't remember waking up. Uh, but I knew I was connected to all of the links, nine planet linked planets. They're separate planets, but they're interlinked. Uh, uh, good question, pen pal. Uh, one to one or one to two, two like a, they're not all linked together, but they all are linked together. Just like a chain, they're a chain. So there is one on each end. Now, this has all made things incredibly difficult, pen pal, because uh, on top of all that, and I've been, I'm, again, because I'm at a distance, I'm unable to totally, the planets are able to communicate to me through the cables, but I'm at a pretty big distance, and because of the, not, every, not all my sensors are working correctly because there's two gigantic black holes pulling at us at all times. Now, we're at a distance from those, but they're pulling us in opposite directions. Okay, here's the thing, Pimpel. If everything was going perfect, and that's kind of what I thought was happening when I first remember everything, I'm on a counterweight, or I am a counterweight, which you could just imagine is a big block. Uh, The big block has nine long ropes will say even though the each one goes to one planet all nine planets are interlinked and ideally well it doesn't i guess it never seemed like it was working because i've had to use some rockets and solar solar sails have worked really good but uh what i think what i was trying to do well here's the thing i couldn't figure out where the problem started maybe before i remember but so I I would be pulled into one black hole and then my links, my ropes to the chain link planets, they're being pulled into an opposite black hole, but we're all linked. So then you, you get, you, you, I was trying to get everything to a point where we were being pulled equally in both directions. So we'd be at stasis. And I think I almost had that figured out. It's just like, uh, there's a, everybody has to relax a little bit, and these planets are unable to relax. And I don't know if it's the residents of the planets or the planets themselves are sentient beings. I'm pretty sure both. But they're able to communicate with me, and they have strong opinions about one another in particular. About one another in particular. So I've had to, because I said to them... Well, you know, after first I said, oh, wait, this is, oh, these vibrations are actually uh, attempt to communicate with me that are coming through the line, that are coming through the rope, because it's too far to communicate. Uh, even, I'm trying to put it all in a picture you could put in your, you know, in case Scooter's listening, I should probably even go simpler. But I think that's it. We're trying to balance one another. And then I realized they all wanted me to do stuff. Because none of them get along, and they, they said, "Wow, why do I have? I've been next. I've been in between these two links." Uh, and I said, "For haven't you always been in between those two links? You, well, I'm sick of it." Uh, 
And I said, and so they would try to move around and then that would throw, I said, well, I just recalculated everything and readjusted everything. And now we're going to slowly drift out of alignment. Uh, I need you to just relax and for all the links to be spread out. And, uh, and so, so then I said, okay, can we just, uh, but they won't talk to, they can't, I don't know if they can't talk to one another but they only talk to me and I talk to each one of them. And then I talk, uh, and I tried sending out one thing to everybody and they said, no, no, you know, I'm link eight. you know, they said, oh, I like being called link eight or whatever that they could agree on. So then I said, okay, let's, uh, let me find something. So first, the first thing we tried was that they wouldn't touch one another. So I, then I just said, okay, well, I, I can kind of pull on each rope and get you all in a place uh, in the weightlessness of space or whatever. I think I can calculate that. So none of you are touching one another, but we're still in. Uh, and that was extremely difficult, pen pal. Probably not sustainable. The good news is before it was shown to be unsustainable or, or incalculable, we tried it and they didn't like it because then they said, uh, you know what I'm really tired of is that ring's always in the center and I'm always on the end or I'm always in the middle. So then I recalculated that. I said, okay, so you don't want to touch yourselves, but you want to also rotate around in a way. And again, I ran about my calculability to calculate into like, so I said, okay, let me run some simulations. Let me take uh uh, and I said, okay, I think we could do this, uh, cause I can't find a way to interlink all of you, but I said, I think I can find a way like a puzzle pen pal, uh, to, to, to get everyone, uh, to have a turn at the center, not in a, in a way that would be, uh, but here's the thing. We tried it. That did not work pen pal. And now to put it a, a small, uh, it, uh, Everything is all knotted up. Uh, I kind of, I feel like I, I would say between you and me, pen pal, I pulled a scooter because what happened was, uh, the, the, that, uh, for, like, uh, they didn't get along. I thought they would. Then they started moving. They got, so they nodded all my, my ropes are knotted and they're all the, the chains are knotted together. And they keep pulling and pulling and getting tighter and tighter. Like I say, well, if you just, uh, and because they're links, uh, I don't know. So everything's knotted up. Uh, and then I said, well, and I have to keep the counterbalance. So I can't go any closer to help because I tried figuring that out or building rockets on this, uh, like, if I try to do anything, then we'll just drift very quickly because of all the mass we have. Uh, and then we'll all go into one of the, and then I'll never find Scooter. And also, you know, I know, like, uh, uh, I'm 99, uh, well, I'm pretty certain that these particular black holes, at least, will not end up uh, going to, you know, Candyland Universe or something. They're not portals. So I can't leave this planet. You know, I really could use some help, uh, Scooter. And I really could use some help. Uh, I really could use some help. Oh, Stan? Stan? Oh, boy. 
while staying. I was just having a dream that like, uh, you were, uh, you were, you like, you like that you could clench, like your, you could, uh, make a noise with your jaw and that it was very, very loud. And you were also doing it with your feet. And it was, just, it was not, a, oh, yes, sisters, I'll be right up. Uh, okay, sisters. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm here in the cockpit. Okay. So you sisters, you're very focused, but I can see some blinking lights and hear some more loud noises. Okay, so some of the temperatures are off uh, down in the engine room. Okay, so what do you need me to do? Oh, get them to correct temperatures. Okay, uh, so go down to the engine room and see... Okay, I got it, sisters. I'll be right. Like you, uh, you focus on the mission. Correct. Okay, so I get hey pen pal. It's me, Scooter. Uh, was having a dream about staying, and the nuns called me in, and uh, looks like um, there's some temperature settings off in the engine room. Okay, so oh yeah, there's two plant panels that are blinking here. Okay, this is not ideal because. Uh, one panel is just blinking too hot, and one panel is blinking too cold, and there's con- conduits. That's another word for pipe pen pal. I learned that one from working with the sisters here. Going into each panel, and one says too hot, one says too cold. And, hmm. Now, let me... uh you know what I've learned is uh, the get measure measure once before you know measure measure or something. So I'm gonna go into the uh, yeah they got one here. It's like a like one of these laser thermometers or whatever. Oh wait, now below and now they get closer to the panels. Oh, I can feel some heat coming off of this one. Yeah, the too hot and the too cold. Oh, yeah, there's some cool, like, they both say ideal temperature 98.6. That sounds familiar. Okay, so I'm going to take the temperature of the one that says it's too hot. Uh, Okay, 110, and that's set to the temperature I understand. It knows when you touch it. uh, And, okay, the other one's set to 30. So two thirty's too cold for that one, and one hundred and ten is too hot for that one. And let me just look at my personal digital device. Okay, so both of those are within the range of human. Okay, so if I oh boy, that does feel hot though. Even though it's not, it's uh, it's uh, and that one does feel cold. Okay, so they're definitely hot and cold. Like yesterday's, uh, like, uh, like that song. Um, oh, and hey, pen pal. So I know I got to figure this out, uh, and then it'll help the nuns on their mission, which is my requirement. Is uh, yeah, oh, hi, sister. Yeah, I'm working on it. You've determined that one panel's too hot and one panel's too cold. No, no, I've also determined that their ideal temperatures are 98.6. On your FM dial, sister. Why don't you, why don't you tune in to 98.6? Uh, it's it's uh, all covers of that song, Hot and Cold, uh, or something like it. Uh, so, oh, sister's gone. 
Okay, so as far as I can tell, wait a second, 98 point, hold on a second. That's my, t- okay, no, well, I'm 90, no, I'm 98.6. Knew that was familiar. Oh, boy. It, uh, finally got, I finally scored a normal on this digital thermometer. Okay, so let me look at this. One is too hot, one's too cold. There's uh, pipes going in and then pipes coming out, and it says in and out. Uh, and oh yeah, take the temp. Okay, so one going in is uh, the same temperature, and the one going out is the same temperature. And the one, okay, huh? I wish. Uh, I mean, I could follow these, but the only thing is like uh, that. Re- this reminds me of Pempal is like an experiment where like you put one hand on one thing and one hand on the other thing at a, uh, um, like a, like a children's science museum that I attended, you know, last year and I don't even remember anything, but I thought it was like, if you put your hand on a cold thing and your hand on a hot, a hot thing, that's not too hot or not too cold, but obviously too cold for the sensors. Like maybe this is just a situation. Oh yeah. Maybe I should do Okay, I guess these things, I, I didn't even realize there was these even smaller instructions. Those panels are supposed to regulate the temperature, but they can only regulate it. Uh, oh, these. so I think it's just a matter of these just need to be resets. Such a simple problem. So my only thought was if I hold on to both of these, I think it makes you have to go. So let me use the restroom. And uh, don't worry, I have like a restroom filter on this device pen pal. So you couldn't even, and I was only, you know, uh, just in case when I touch both pipes, uh, I decide, my body decides it has to go. Now I'm, now I'm not, I don't have, I don't have anything to go with. I mean, I don't mean it like that. I don't have anything, no more liquid ready to, ready to release. Uh, So I'm going to touch both of these and I'm going to hold both of them. And what'll happen, pen pal, my theory is that, uh, I may have to pee that that's taken care of Two, I think it makes you feel the opposite or something like that. I can't even remember that part Four, if I hold on to both of them, eventually they, at least the, at least the part I'm touching will get close to 98.6 on the FM dial radio night water. 98.6 on the FM dial, W, R&W, or whatever it was. So um, I'm going to do that, but also I think that's what will pour. Oh, oh, boy, okay, here I go. Okay, that is cold, but not freezing cold. And that one is warm or hot, but not burning hot. Oh, yeah, the temperatures are changing, pen pal, and I'm crossing my legs even though I already went. Oh, boy. Okay, now I'm hearing Stan's pen, pen pal message. Uh, it's going right in. Oh, hey, 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 Scooter. Hey, Stan. Oh, boy, what's that noise? Scooter, what do you mean? There's like a, a scraping noise coming across. I didn't think, uh, where are we, Stan? Oh, okay, well, no, I, I remember now. Scooter, did you get my pen pal message? On the way here, Stan, I did get your pen pal message. Uh so, so you're like something like a, um, you're like a mascot or something, Stan, huh? What do you mean, Scooter? Like a, you're like a mask, you're using those masquerade puppets or what is it, mandolins? 
Mandalorian, like a puppeteer, like a, why don't, why can't I think of the name? Skirts Marionettes. But those are the, uh, 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 yes, scooters. So, but with only chain link planets uh, that are very, uh, opinionated scooter. Okay. And you're also a counterbalancer, a counterweight stand. I, I, uh, I did see that in my mind coming in. It was like, uh, you're on a big obelisk, uh, almost. Scooter, it's below me, so I don't really have a scooter. I have to fo- I've been focusing very much. I still am. No, Stan, I'm not. I, I realize you're in a tough spot. Uh, and I just uh, think that this noise is, uh, is really loud. Scooter, I've uh, filtered out those noises. Okay, well, um, Scooter, did you know I uh, gave you a space? Did you, did you realize you're in a spacesuit? Oh no, thanks, Stan. This looks like a. Are these a under? Is this a spacesuit? Spacesuit made to look like underoos? Scooter, it is. Jana and Jana underoos. Uh, wow, thanks, Stan. This is great. Uh, I wish uh, I had the powers of Jana and Jana. Though out here, it wouldn't do any good. Scooter, I, it may not do you any good anyway, unless you could be like a seal, like a seal with a bucket of water or whatever. Yeah, and then the seal would throw the water, and then someone would... Okay, so... Okay, that noise is still bothering me. Even my, can my spacesuit... Scooter, your spacesuit can't uh, filter it out, no. Do I have, like, rockets in my spacesuit? Scooter, you do. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Scooter, what is it? So the, all those chains are knotted up there, and they're get, they're pulling into that black hole... You know what, Stan, I'm getting a sense that uh, this this stuff you described is rope. It's like, what in the name of Kim Stanley Robinson? Scooter, how long did it take you to think of that one? The, the, well, I thought of it on the, when I was coming here. Uh, but, it, like, uh, this does look like elevator, space elevator cable made from the obelisk below, Stan. Scooter, what are you saying? I'm just saying it's not rope. It's like space elevator. I think it's like, uh, well, maybe it's not. It's uh, Here, you Stan, I'll be right back. I'm going to s- s- shoot off into space. Uh, well, uh, what, Scooter, don't worry. I can. That's a great idea. I'll, I'll tether you to the counterweight so you don't, uh, but with my own tether, not a, uh, oh, thanks, like a nano tether? Scooter, exactly. That's what that's. I think that's what they made the space elevator cable out of. Okay, Scooter. But all my space elevator cables knotted up uh, with the with the things. And uh, also, Scooter, I've calculated that I can't uh, sustain this for much longer. So this is one of those situations that we actually got need your help. Uh, I can't. I haven't been able to scan the planets uh, because of the distance and the black holes. Uh, and the planets seem to speak for them. They, they, uh, very have very, they have each a distinct, unique voice. Okay, Stan, I'll be back. Yeah, okay, so Stan, can, you, can I communicate with you through this tether? Scooter, you can. You're communicating with me now. Okay, so now that I'm getting some distance, uh, 
huh, it's a lot quieter out here, but it's still like that sound is all of the chains uh, or the I'm going to call the planets chains for now. Scooter, that's what I was calling them, but uh, individually. Oh, yeah, but it's one big chain, but they're all scraping together. Yeah, Scooter, they don't like that. That was my first solution was to have them not touch one another. So they each just wrote like uh, I, I did find that balance, but then they didn't they couldn't. Uh, they were just arguing amongst one another. OK, Stan, I'm noticing. Huh, did you ever uh, when um, when they were uh, stretched out? Uh, how Did you track the distance of them? Scooter, what do you mean? Well, I'm just wondering if, uh, like, they were, like, so they were stretched across one way, That's and then you were counterbalancing them in the black hole, but it took a lot of calculation, right, Stan? Scooter, correct. Uh, and uh, at another point, uh, I don't I'm just wondering if... Uh, that was a nat- like that was just what you came into existence. Like I'm wondering if the natural state of things is that uh, they're supposed to be like stretched between the black holes. Is it possible for or, like what, like I don't know. This might not be the mineral and organic planets, planetoids shaped like a chain to be in balance among the black holes? It's a good question, Scooter. I, like, I don't know, because I don't know what's going on in the planets. Uh, yeah, like, we're at a distance in the size of the black holes, making it impossible to see any perspective at all. But just the perspective of me further away makes me think that maybe they were stretched in between the black holes. And your counterbalance is like, so just even at a distance, stand. Your counterbalance platform you're on is very, very shiny. Okay, Scooter, what do you mean? Well, there's no, uh, nothing organic. It's very smooth, but it's like, uh, I don't know, it's uh, very geometric. Scooter chains are geometric, too. Yeah, but Stan, I'm looking at them, and they look more natural. Yours looks unnatural. Okay, Scooter, so what do you think I should do? Um, let me go look at the planets up close. Uh, can you tether me and I can go? Scooter, go ahead. Yeah, you, you have very powerful rockets on your uh, underoos. Uh, oh, wow, yeah. Okay, I'm getting closer, Stan. I'm already seeing. I didn't realize. I like how you built in binoculars uh, into my spacesuit. Scooter, they're not technically binoculars, but that's fine. How about some banaca? Any banaca in here? Scooter, what's banaca? It's a breath spray that used to exist. I don't know. Uh, Scooter, no, there's no breath spray in your spacesuit. That would be counterintuitive for a spacesuit designer. Should I put... No, 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 I, I don't think I can. I think it probably isn't for me. Okay, Scooter, anyway. Okay, so these are all... Uh, you know what's on my to-do list to read is Ring World, but I haven't read it yet. Okay, Scooter, uh, but isn't that a, a fiction? Yeah, but so these aren't technically Ring Worlds, Stan. These are chain-link worlds. These are gigantic planets. 
Okay, Scooter. And they're mostly, and I can see on the interiors, uh, even though I'm pretty far away, uh, that, oh, Scooter, I can see now through your uh, your uh, binoculars. Yeah, so see how the organic, uh, like, uh, like uh, Scooter, those are legitimate planets. Or one, well, I guess it's not one planet. But, yeah, the, those are worlds, Stan. But uh, let me come back because I'm not sure what to do. Uh, okay, so, hey, Scooter, it's good to have you back here. Yeah, thanks for uh, this awesome space. I'm very fast. Uh, uh, let's see, what else can we notice, Stan? Is there anything else you've noticed since you've been here? Oh, boy, what's that coming at us? Oh, Scooter, don't worry. That's just space debris. And eventually it'll be sucked into uh, into to one of the two black holes. Okay, but that looks like organic space debris, Stan. Oh, Scooter, you're right, it does. Uh, and, um, huh, and it's, uh, well, Scooter, it's slowed down because then it'll slow down. It's kind of like a stream. And then it'll decide which black hole it's closer to, and then it'll go eventually slowly go there, like a balloon floating away. Okay. Um, here's the thing, Stan, that doesn't make any sense. Scooter, what do you mean? Um, I don't know. We're missing something, but uh, that, uh, like, I mean, I guess it's like that, that uh, like that, that looks like something blue. Uh, I hate to ask this because it's always speculated on. But in if if we if you go into one of these black holes, what'll happen? Will we be like uh, in the multiverse? Scooter, no, I can't be a hundred percent certain, but I'm pretty certain that these black holes uh, that uh, the the there's a lot of friction that would be generated. And um, on entering them, and there'd be so much friction generated on entering them uh, that uh, it would cause uh, uh, it would cause uh, big big farm. The matter would become another matter, but it wouldn't be a matter that could have sentience. Okay, that's about like is that with all black holes, Stan? Scooter, it's just what I've observed here, and uh, I don't know, just for these particular two only uh, that I know about right now in our discussion at this moment. Okay, so here's a, here's what we have so far, Stan. Right now, you're a hero. You're holding these grouchy chain-link planets. Uh, they either have some sort of central leader or the planet itself is also an sentient organic being hosting sentient and organic beings totally normal i mean that that uh i mean the sentient part uh, or consciousness part's new but we don't even know that right we just know there's organic matter on those planets um but then right now they're caught up in a, a thing and that uh none of no none nothing with a with uh an ounce of self-preservation or instinctual evolution instinct or whatever you want to call it, Stan, uh, would want to um, 
like just get float into a black hole if it's like highly likely you'll be big farmed, right? Scooter correct. And then there's other organic matter coming into the area, or I'm just using that in a term for my understanding, Stan. Scooter, I've accepted when you speak that that's what you're understanding. Or, yes, Scooter. And that matter is also going or trying to avoid probably or hoping it could avoid or maybe just having wishful thinking. It doesn't have you to say, oh, when we get to that black hole, I guess you could sen- I can sense it in my gut. Otherwise, I would have tried to fly into one. Uh, Scooter, you're correct. And... Uh, um, that's all I have, Stan. I mean, those are the, those are the, okay, Scooter. So I'm listening to you. And the first question is, uh, we should do something for that one piece of organic matter. The other ones were inorganic, just so you know that you're not questioning my judgments, that I've never observed any organic matter coming from a space and getting sucked into one of those two black holes. But I haven't been here forever. Okay, so uh, we should do something about that, right? Scooter, we should, but I don't know what we could do. I mean, because uh, the mass of that one is too great for for uh, you or even your tether and your spacesuit to, to change their uh, direction. Okay, here's another question, Stan. Did these... Um, uh, Huh. Okay. Uh, okay. Here's a question, Stan. In the middle of the black hole, there's gravity, right? Uh, but it's like a gravity provided by either black hole. Correct, Scooter. Okay. So I could stand on that planet if if it was if if in a fantasy world I could stand on one of those planets. Scooter loosely defined, you could. Yeah. And obviously, so. And the planets themselves are really grouchy, but they were grouchy because uh, as soon as, uh, I don't know, Scooter, it's interesting. So a couple things I'm, I'm, I'm coming together from listening to you be confused. Okay, good, Stan. One is the noise, which I've been, I let myself listen to for a while, and the observation that, uh, most of the time, if a chain is pulled taut, uh, like that's how they say, because I think you were trying to think of something that made me think of Ron Konkuma of t- 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 what happens when you get, uh, when you go to school, you get taught. Well, I'm gra- glad my forgetting what, what Ron Konkuma joke, uh, but uh, go ahead, Stan. So if a chain is pulled taut, Scooter, uh, Scooter, I'm laughing in the inappropriate time. I must be... Uh, Stan, you're you're full being now, but it doesn't make a lot of noise, right, Scooter? It's not grinding and irritating. Because if you were organic matter on one of those planets, it'd be pretty rough, right, Stan? And like, uh, if if in your world, Scooter, if there was chain links and they were their purpose was to link things and be linked. Uh, like, uh, that would be their purpose, right? You say, oh, you're, uh, you're one of those things. So the door doesn't open too far or you help our dog, uh, stay, uh, you know, uh, in the yard. Uh, now those would be noisier, but, uh, you know, you know what I mean? 
Like chains are interlinked and their interlinking has a purpose. Correct, Scooter. And as soon as now I was here and uh, it's kind of like one of those things. That, now, Scooter, this is just a, a speculation. Okay, Stan, uh, go ahead and speculate. I love it. Uh, my speculation is, Scooter, that uh, my, something about my arrival on this giant counterbalance platform was unnatural. And it disor- disrupted the order of things, which was that these chains that you may have pointed out by accident were stretched equidistant. In, in, uh, I'm saying this in a way you could understand between the two uh, black holes. Uh, now, they would have to use evolution, using your words, your what you can understand, Scooter, to stay equidistant between the two black holes. But with the mass, it is possible, I think, Scooter. Okay, so you're saying these planets evolved somehow to stay equidistant between the black holes. Um, so either the planets themselves are intelligent life or there's intelligent life on the planets. Doesn't really matter. Not our job to figure out right now. Right, Scooter. Our job is to fix things. Uh, so they would have a common need to work together. And I came and took away that common need. And by doing that, that's why they, their natural state of things isn't to be grouch. Maybe they have grouchy feelings. If we're pretending these giant planets are sentient beings, or we're just using that as an overview for the sentient beings that exist on each planet. Okay, so. Okay, so. Okay, by. By, um, by you taking over some of the. Uh, something, they weren't interdependent. Those interlinked chains were interdependent on one another. Correct, Scooter. Okay, and now we're all in a bit of a mess. And that planet's get that other organic thing that's coming, blue green thing, is uh, scooter correct. Uh, that goes to my last piece of uh, discovery, which was your joke about my ropes, which I know aren't ropes. Okay, Stan, what is it? You said they look like space elevator cable scooter. Correct. And that made me think that I could make a tether for you, but these are not my tethers. Uh, These are not of my nanos, these cables. Okay. And uh, because, and I think that's why my next level of speculation, Scooter, that I'm communicating to the chain links right now, when it seems like they're moving, Stan. Yes, Scooter, I think they had a larger purpose that served their own purpose. Okay, now you're losing me. So you said, what in the name of Kim Stanley? I don't think Kim Stanley Robinson would be super impressed with this, Scooter, but here deep in outer space, I think that uh, not only did the the chain-link planets rely on one another to stay in balance between two giant black holes, that's just their home, but also the fact that these two giant black holes are pulling things from outer space. Now, one would say, who are you to intervene? But I was thinking, Scooter, of the uh, evolution happened slowly. But then you said, oh, intelligent life. Uh, and I said, wait a second. Uh, 
So these cables, each one is attached to each planet. Yeah. And they're, uh, they're you know, like Doc Ock Scooter from those uh, movies of the um, web-based superhero? Yeah, yeah. They're like that. Uh, they're, they're, uh, they're manipulable. That's how I was able to control things and move the planets around. Okay, Stan. And uh, what are you getting at? Well, Scooter, they're all attached to this obelisk I'm on, right? Yeah. So I'm thinking that the ch- having w- they had one purpose uh, that was kind of like, hey, let's all work together, the nine of us, so we don't all end up big farmed. And let's just consider this our home and we're, we're, we're interdependent. But uh, that sometimes that's just, you know, with non-humans, a lot of times that just goes unsaid. Okay, so their normal natural order of things was to be interdependent and stay. Uh, yeah, I think I understand that part. Okay, Scooter, but at some point, uh, maybe long, long ago, I don't know, they needed, uh, they became aware of something. But also in their awareness, they realized we got to balance, or maybe there was a big event, uh, I don't know. And they said, uh, we need to rebalance things on our planets uh, faster than evolution. Okay, so evolution could have been, like, at some point, like, migration or, re- like, uh, right, Scooter, you're right. Uh, like, they could have moved the chain links along. But so, also, there could be a greater purpose of saying, hey, that's another organic being floating into our area do we have an obligation to help that being come live on our planet, one of our planets, but also maybe use that being to rebalance things? Because again, they would all, everything would happen so slowly, but too fast for normal evolution uh, at some points. Okay, so you're saying that these are like grabby arms. These are elevator, space elevator cables that are grabby arms that could grab something in space that's headed towards one of the black holes, use it as a counterbalance or bring it to one of the other links and to help it, like whatever it is. Let's just say it's moss or something. Scooter, they could not only could they do that, they could hold it... Uh, uh, and now I'm starting to really analyze these, uh, the, 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 yeah, like, it's like, uh, like things could travel back and forth. They could communicate, they could hold it in, you know, and, and say, okay, in, in five years, you could come live on one of our planets, but they could also move stuff from planet to planet. Okay. So you're saying, and you're saying to the planets, oh, you like, uh, so what I'm saying, Scooter is, uh. That in uh, what I've, I've been sending my nanos, so you're not going to be tethered anymore. So you have to hold on to me. Okay, Stan, I'm holding on to you. Okay, Scooter. So I'm going to uh, uh, tell all of the uh, uh, planets to let go at the same time. And hopefully they'll let go. And uh, and then the, the obelisk will separate. Okay, oh, it just happened. Okay, Scooter, I'm telling them to grab the obelisk again. So they were clutching the obelisk. Uh, you know, Stan, this sounds like a level of delusion. 
And I know you're not remembering this, but every time I've come to see you, we've been stuck uh, in the grips of a delusion. Or like, okay, Scooter, I, I'm going to have to just take a leap and trust you because we we, we got to solve this, okay? Okay, so um, I'm guessing the obelisk is made from solid delusion. And instead of being in the grips, delusion is in their grips. Scooter, did you just use that time to make some sort of pun? No, it's a fact. I'm just saying that, uh, oh, wow, they're rearranging themselves now that they realize they can control these uh, space elevator cable arms. Yeah, Scooter, they just grabbed that organic thing, and now they're using it to untangle things. And they're holding on to this obelisk. Stan, could you use your jets and my spacesuit, and we could push the obelisk towards one of the black holes to rebalance the um, the, the the link chain link planets, and then they could be back, and and then they'll just let us let uh, the obelisk go. And Scooter, what about us? Uh, there's something your na- things will take care of itself. I mean, we should not uh, go into the black hole clearly, but the obelisk should because then it'll be dematter. I mean, its matter will become inert, right? Uh, more or less, scooter. So I, I think, Stan, even though you're you're not, I think you'll understand this easier than I am. We're on a mission to go through space and collect pieces of delusion that are causing a problem. You're just not remembering it. So you won't remember this. And then I show up to help you and then we solve it. And then it starts again. Okay. Scooter. Uh, it'd be great if you like, I don't know what you've been doing the last few ones, uh, but if you could show up a little earlier in the process, uh, but I think we could do that. I, I just told the uh, planets and they seem they seem they were sighing in a sense, uh, but they they say, "Oh yeah, okay, that makes sense." Uh, we forgot, so we, they were delusional too. As soon as they let go of the delusion, it broke it. So what you're saying makes sense. Okay, great. So um, I guess uh, uh, okay, scooter. This is going to take a very long time, though. Uh, so may, why don't we lie down and rest here on this giant bed of delusion? Oh, you know what? I think that's what resets things, Stan. As long as I know the delusion's going and, and uh, everything's going to be fine. Yeah, let's rest. Scooter, let's get comfortable. Yeah, we could cuddle here. Scooter, I'm going to put on my own pajama. I, I, I well, Scooter, uh, you, you, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to, um, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to have Jetson's pajamas. Okay, uh, and I have my underoos. Uh, Scooter, did you realize you were you got underoos and pajamas mixed up, didn't you? Yeah, I didn't realize that I was flying through space in underwear. I thought, yeah, you're right. Well, it's okay, Scooter. Were the chain link planets laughing at me? Uh, Scooter, they were laughing with you. They didn't. I had to explain to them and show them what Jana and Jana were. Yeah. Okay. I think it's not Jana and Jana anyway. Scooter, it's not, but I'm just humoring. Let's just rest, Scooter. Okay, I'm I'm a resting puppy with my best friend Stan. We're going to get some sleep here, and we'll be back for another adventure soon. Good night, Scooter. Good night, everybody. Good night, pen pal.